You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunst along with Cindy Jennings. Come to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota and uh, on the shores of Lake Superior at St. James Catholic Church's gathering space where we are right now. And uh, so, yeah, so far, so good. And I, I think we sometimes we leave the last, the, uh, how do we say it, the best for last. Yes. So uh, And so we do have a guest on the air. Are you there, Anna? Oh, she's not there. So we'll continue to, maybe I can get back in my soapbox. Do you really want to? That could take minutes. Well, I mean, I, I, love, <laughs> I love being on a soapbox because I got strong opinions. And my opinions, I think, are, I've always said all my opinions are totally in line with the church's teaching. I would like to have somebody say to me, well, Father, you said this. It's like, you know, that's different what the church teaches. Like, uh-uh-uh. Nope. I know. We I, need a debate, a big debate between who? you and, and I don't know, whoever the, what do you call it? I don't know what you're Not, talking about. Well, a priest that doesn't, that's opposite of you. Oh, well, I mean, I think there's fewer and far between. I think I think more and more priests are, I, and, I, and I'm making blanket statements here, but at least in my diocese, you know, all, all the priests are pretty faithful. You know, I mean, so it's like we're blessed in the diocese of Duluth. I, you know, I mean, especially the younger guys in a particular way. But uh, um, I would say that priests that are dissenting from church teaching are fewer and farther between, thankfully. But when I was newly ordained, that was not the case. When I was newly ordained, um, I, I felt like I was a minority. Now, my brother priests were great guys, you know, but they'd have certain concerns about certain church teaching and they'd be vocal about it, you know. And uh, and so I, I like to claim that I'm uh, completely in line with church teaching. I have complete, my opinions are totally in line with the church teaching. Because the church is the truth, you know. But anyhow, enough of that. Back to my, off my soapbox. Anna, are you there? I am here. Hello, Anna? Father Rich. Hello. You you know I'm very much on soapboxes, because you know me fairly <laughs> oh, yes. well. Oh, yes. Yes, I know you very well. So, so Anna, why don't you, why don't you Anna, Anna, tell us a little bit about yourself for those that are online on the air, that or not on the air, that are listening, that don't know you very well. Perfect. You bet. I have been a Catholic all my life. Um, the Catholic faith has always been very important to me. Um, I currently am a member of St. Martin's Church up in Tower, Minnesota, and you might think that's kind of strange because we own a home down here in Moose Lake, but we are yeah. going to be moving. <laughs> We're going to be that? I don't know anything about that. Yeah, we bought a house up in Ely oh, three years ago, and um, we were up there for weekends and getaways, and we sold our house down here in Moose Lake. You know, the market is right to sell, so we yeah. just jumped on it. So, yeah, oh. so we've been up in Tower for... On weekends a lot, so we've been going to church at St. Martin's. And I've also had a wonderful opportunity to do Catholic travel with Father Rich. And my first trip yes. was to Rome, and uh, it was actually over the New Year's um, of 06, 07. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, and I remember you talking about going to, setting up a trip to go to the Holy Land, and I thought, oh, I don't want to go there, that's too scary. And then at the end of the trip, I'm like, I told my husband, he puts that trip together, we're going. So we went uh-huh. to the Holy Land with you. And then the following year, in 2009, we went to Greece. Yeah. So we had some fun travel times with you. It has been great. Yeah. Absolutely. You and, you and Cliff. Was Greece yeah. with you, too? Greece was part of, yeah, the yep. footsteps of St. Paul. I, okay. Yeah. And I went alone. Uh, my husband didn't go, I shouldn't say alone, oh. but with a group to Lourdes and Fatima in 2010 with you. So, yeah, it's been great. No, oh, that, that's great. Experience. Yep, those are all good ex- good memories. You bet. Uh, so, uh, Anna, tell us a little bit about the Seven Sisters Apostolate, especially for people that don't know what the heck that is. 
You bet. A very simple Simply put, it's a commitment of one holy hour every day for your parish priest, but you're doing it with seven, well, six other ladies, yourself plus six others, and each person is responsible for one day. So basically, each of the sisters does one holy hour per week, and that's not a huge commitment of time. Uh, No, no, they don't have to be, they're not like sisters, like nuns. No, 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 any, no, (laughs) no, parish. Ladies, anyone okay. who you think, yeah, you bet. So it's you know, seven women from the parish who agreed to do a holy hour a week. And they're responsible for that particular day, and they can fit that into their day however best fits them. Some people have children, it's easier to go after their school. So just whatever works for that lady. And ultimately, it is best, and ultimately, the most benefit is to have to do it, do your holy hour at Eucharistic adoration. Now, knowing that it's not always available for everybody every day, we strive, secondly, if you can't do that, to get into a Catholic church and do your hour in front of the tabernacle, which is nice because then if you're traveling, you can still keep your commitment to your hour if you want to, and you can get into any Catholic church anywhere in the country or wherever and do your holy hour for your priest. Yes. So that's the main idea is, go ahead. So how did you first hear about this? Yeah, I was at Mass here at Holy Angels in Moose Lake, and I was approached by a woman. Um, they had a group going for their priest here in Moose Lake, and she knew that I was a parishioner in Tower, Minnesota, and, um, well, this little sidebar, <laughs> the priest was her son, and she wanted a group started for her son up in Tower, and she explained the concept of the apostolate to me, and I went home and looked it up on the Internet under just Seven Sisters Apostolate, and it came up, and I learned more about it, and I was in, because it was just, this resonated with me in terms of, I think that we just all have an obligation to pray for our priests. So that's I how that's I heard about thing. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Have you noticed, like, has anything kind of, Miraculous happened. I don't know from praying. Miraculous. For, I don't know. Like if you, well, how many, you know, how many miracles have you performed have you with this? Any miracle? <laughs> well, pray for our priests. We're keeping them. <laughs> I mean, keeping maybe you're just strong. keeping them healthy, and that's good. You bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a number of things we pray for as we're uh, doing our our basically for the sanctity and well-being of our priest. Um, that he remains faithful to his holy vows. And we set aside some time for his deepened devotion to the Blessed Mother. There's many resources on the website, and there's no designated prayer set that you have to do. I like to start with the Novena to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And then I sometimes will do a Way of the Cross or a Rosary. But the other thing that I found in one of the materials that we received was is a, in a book, Prayer for Priests, and there's a chaplet of uh, of St. Michael, and it's set to pray for your priest. It's very beautiful. And so, yeah, my hour goes so fast that typically it's like, well, I only got 10 minutes left, and I was going to do this, and I was going to do that. I have a hard time just sitting and being quiet. <laughs> That's just who I am. I'm always... No. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in prayer. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you you made, you made mention to a website. So what uh, what's that website? It's sevensistersapostolate.org. 
I didn't know what that was. All I had to do was Google Seven Sisters Apostolate, and you know, you'll find it. No. So did you? So yeah. so in your? I know that uh, Cindy already asked a little bit about this, about how you first heard about it. But so when you went and did the research on it, did you did you establish one in your own parish? Then is that what you did? Yes. Um, that is. I wasn't new to the parish, so it was. Uh, I thought to myself, hmm. How am I going to find seven women? But it really wasn't that difficult because I had been to a number of extra things. You know, women who do that, go that extra mile other than their Sunday obligation, those are the women who will be willing to do this for their priests. So, like, attend a daily mass. Yeah, attend a daily mass, and you'll see who's there. And I don't know, I was just struck by a few people, and I spoke with them, and they were on board immediately. And then one lady suggested another lady, and so I talked to her, and she was, she, the way she put it to me was, I am honored to be asked. <laughs> yeah, it was just very simple. The first six ladies that I spoke to jumped on board right away. So it was very easy for me. And, and lots of times, I suppose, you know, these gals, like you said, I mean, they're, they're faithful. They're, you know, they go above, you know, the, the, maybe the uh, Sunday obligation. They go to weekday masses. That they're probably praying already, right? And so it's like, Correct. if you just say, I want you to just, you know, for this apostolate, to honor, to, to take one hour of your prayer that day for Father, right. for our priest. Because the thing is about the Catholic Church, like, you know, we hear about, you know, all sorts of, you know, scandalous stuff and things like that with church leadership and priests and so on. But the fact is, is that, you know, I mean, people love their priests and they see the goodness in priests because they see the good priests that are in the in the in the um, uh, pulpits, not necessarily the ones that are making the news, right? And so right, you, exactly. you, want, you want to support your priest because it's a very human thing to you. You, you see him, you, he's part of your daily life or your weekly life. And, and so, um, uh, you know, I mean, it gets a little more personal that way than thinking about how maybe priests make the news. Absolutely, totally. And priests need prayers. It's just as simple as that. And we have an obligation to pray for them. Oh yeah, and I can speak to that. You know, I mean, I the you know, I mean, as priests, you know, we're kind of like professional prayers. You know, we pray for people all the time. We the sacraments and just our own personal prayer life. But you're absolutely. I mean, we all need prayers, right? But I think that there, there's an there's an element to the life of the priest that is more in need of prayers, maybe from protection of the evil one. Uh, yeah, I certainly know it. I know it firsthand. You know, I mean, it's it's so, and so I can just say that you know, I I you know, thank, even though you're praying for Father Nick Nelson. Uh, up in right. power, that uh, I thank you on behalf of Father Nick that um, uh, of praying for the priest because the priest need, and in our own diet in, in, in my parish we have it, and so uh, yeah, we've got the sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so so I I certainly am a, very aware of it, and uh, I'm very grateful as the priest as the as a recipient of those prayers. Mm-hmm. Anna, how long yeah. have you and your six sisters been doing this? We started in January of 2020, so then, then we had the pandemic and the churches closed, so we still remain faithful. We were able, we have a little keypad to get into the church, so all of us did that. Um, one lady um, felt uncomfortable doing that, so she, it's kind of funny, because yes, we would love to have you in front of adoration. Secondly, we'd like to have you in front of the tabernacle, but if that's just not going to happen and there's a pandemic going on, there is a live stream of Eucharistic adoration. You can Google it. It's a real thing. And I had to do that one time because I couldn't get it. When I went to the church, it was full of people. I don't exactly know what was going on, but I just went home and I lit my candle. I fired up the computer and I Googled live uh, Eucharistic adoration. And that's how I did it that time. Yeah, it can be done that way. So the, so the hour, 
So the hour prayer, the hour-long prayer that you do, that you basically sign up for, it is to be in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, whether exposed or not exposed, correct? Correct, yes. So but if one of the one of the ladies that sign up for it just absolutely can't do it, it's fine, right? I mean, it's not like you're going to go and... Yes, there's a couple of things. Some groups set up alternates. We chose not to do that, and my... I can call them my sisters. <laughs> my sisters have traded amongst themselves. I'll take that Tuesday for you because I know you're out of town. You can take my Wednesday or, you know, or they take an extra hour and just just do it. We're, we're committed to, to make sure that he's covered by that hour prayer every day. Yeah, we're, we're talking to Anna Kosky about the uh, Seven Sisters Apostolate. And we'll be uh, continuing this conversation right after this brief break. Stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Real Presence Radio gives us the gift not only of instructing us in the faith, but also giving us the gift of expressing generosity and charity. And in that very thing, our hearts are are enlivened. The reason why God calls us to give is not so much necessarily because he needs it, but because we need to give. We need to grow in the virtue of generosity because the danger for us is that we'll get trapped by wealth. The reason why he calls us, whether it be the, the moral teaching of the church or the, you know, f- the, the finances, the, all of those things are about our freedom because we're just scared to trust God that much. Yeah, I'm very excited for it because it's another voice uh, besides me um, and, and it's more than just, you know, on Sunday at Mass homily, but throughout the whole day, every day. This is Tracy Barnes from the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City, South Dakota. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kuntz along with Cindy Jennings. Coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, we've been talking to Anna Kosky about the Seven Sisters Apostolate. Thanks, Anna, again for being here. Um, Maybe you could touch on some of the history of the Seven Sisters group. How it came about. Great. Yes, I would love to share that story. It's very beautiful. And it kind of reminds me of something so humble. Kind of like Jesus being born in a stable. So it kind of reminds me of that um, humble beginning. So here goes. <laughs> it started in 2011. A lady 
who her name is Janet Howe. She's the founderess of our apostolate. She was a parishioner down in St. Paul at a large church, and she just felt a nudge one day that she should pray for her priest. And she wanted to pray frequently and intentionally for her parish priest. So then she went ahead and committed to one holy hour a week for her priest, and that's Father Joseph R. Johnson. So one day while she was at adoration, she heard the words, Seven Sisters. Now, she had already had a devotion to the Seven Sisters of Mary. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> Seven Sorrows of Mary. <laughs> and so she reached for her beads, and she misunderstood the, the message God was sending her. And she thought that she was being called to do her um, chaplet of the Seven Sorrows. And so as she's reaching for her beads, she hears it again, but this time very clearly, Seven Sisters. And you know, she just prayed about that, discerned what does this mean, and so her heart was open to understanding this message that there was a sense that Father Johnson could benefit from a holy hour every day with the help of six other sisters to help with that, one each one each day of the week. So the Father would be covered every day by a holy hour. And so um, that's such a beautiful beginning, and that was in 2011, and I was on the radio a year and a half ago, and I, I had a chance to speak with Janet before that interview. She told me that there were 1,400 worldwide groups wow. praying for their priests. And more recent than that, now this year, there's over 2,000. I think that's amazing. And funny thing, she started this, and then she talked to her priest about it, and it was a big parish, so they had sister parishes. It's six of them, so they together decided, let's get these groups started in each of these sister parishes. So there were seven women in seven parishes. That's how it started. So the 49 women praying for their priests. So that's kind of the humble beginnings of this, and now it has spread to 2,000 groups or more. They're on 23, in 23 countries and on six continents. And in the U.S., uh, 50 of the states have groups praying in some parish. In, you know, in each of those um, states. So it really, it's really taken off, and I am very excited to be on the radio today to spread the word. So thank you for having me. Well, and part of spreading the word is, um, uh, you know, to register for this thing. And so, you know, I mean, what does it mean to, to register for it, and why would somebody register for it? Okay, so one of the group, one of the ladies in the group will be the anchoress. She's the one who's going to go online and register the group. And the nice thing about this for Janet Howe is she, she has a sense then of how far-reaching this is. That's the only reason she would know that there's 2,000 groups praying for their priests. And so and I think it also holds you accountable to some degree that you're going to keep this commitment. It's not just your parish. It's not just a small little uh, group in my parish. It's bigger than that. It's, it's all around the world. It's kind of cool. So, Anna, also, it, you, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 well, finish, finish your thought. <laughs> I was going to say, there's also a monthly communique that we get from Janet Howell. It goes to the anchoress, <laughs> that one person who registered, and then she sends it out to her sister. So we get a monthly communication from her, which is really nice. So if we have so so if there's like a listener right now on uh, listening to us right now and and they they think this is a great idea and they don't know of it being happening in their parish or it's not happening in their parish, how would they go about becoming the person to spearhead this? Well, if they want to know if there is a group, they can contact me and my my email address for the Seven Sisters is seven sisters at gmail dot com. 
I don't. I have a list, but it's dated, and I'm trying to get an updated one. There is approximately 15 groups in our diocese. So we are undercovered right now. I believe there, and maybe, Father, you might know this, but I believe there's like 40, 45, 46 active priests in our diocese. Something like that, or pretty small diocese. So, yeah, so we have a little work to do to get everybody covered. That's my goal. I would love to see every priest in the diocese having a group, at least one group, praying for them. And, and so are you like the point person for the whole diocese? I, I, after I spoke with Janet before my first interview, she contacted me and asked if I would be the coordinator for the Duluth Diocese. And I was very um, excited and humbled by that. And so, yes, I, I'm the point person. I can field some questions as needed. Um, but yes, each, seven, each group, though, has an anchoress. So, so that person would be the one who would, would if you get seven women, one of them has to step up and just basically sure. go online and <clears throat> register the group. It's very simple. You just fill in your name. You don't put all the ladies down. It's just the anchoress's name because she's going to send that communication to one person, and then you disperse it to your sisters. But that way she knows which priests are covered, which parishes, and that kind of thing. And it's been kind of fun because... Um, at the end, they ask you um, a little bit about your, how, how you came to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I had an article that I wrote with help from several people, but it got into the May Northern Cross. And I over the weekend, I was notified that one group uh, down in um, Hinkley, Minnesota, she said in her little comment, she wrote, I saw the article in the Northern Cross, and I just knew this was for me. And so wow. that, was, that felt good. That felt good. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a priest, I appreciate your passion for this because obviously we're the again we're the beneficiaries of your prayers. The sisters are as well. But uh, you know, um, in your in your in your passion for it, it's like maybe say a little bit. How's this impacted you personally? Well, it has made me be very committed to this hour. I'm Sunday, and I'm often traveling on Sunday back and forth from Ely to Moose Lake. And then you got mass, and we're sacrosanct every other week. So it's like I try to get, I have to be organized and figure out, am I going to do this in Moose Lake when I get home, or am I going to do it before mass? And so it's made me be very committed to that. I don't know. The sisters, I remember when we were picking our dates, I was, went into the meeting thinking, well, I don't care what day I have, I really don't want Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I ended up with Sunday, and I thought, well, this is going to be, it's Sunday because it's an extra um sacrifice for me so it's all good you make can, it work can you give us that um gmail again just one more time oh absolutely it's seven sisters Duluth at gmail.com and that email c- come to you and then you'll just help guide whoever might email you regards the question about it. I, I suspect a lot of it you the advice you'd give is go talk to your priest <laughs> you know I, I would think that a priest could well find they could do that too because each priest would know if there's a group for them Right, or even, or even find other people. That, priests might be your biggest, you know, promoters of the, of the program. Yeah, you know, because we're they, again, we're the beneficiaries, they. and we as pastors, we know the people in the parish would be more apt to want yep. to sign up for something like this. There has been a few priests who have um, actually asked for it, have come to a yeah. parishioner and said, "I would love to have a, a group of, of sisters praying for me." So, yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. Well, thank thank you very much, and uh, thank you for your ministry because it is a ministry you're doing. And uh, as as priest, I uh, uh, 
speak on behalf of my other priests, thanking you for that, and thanks for all that great work, and thanks for coming on the air with us. Thanks, Anna. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. God bless in your work, Anna. All right. Well, uh, Cindy, that's just what does it. I think the the last um, nail in the coffin of this show is to talk about um, our next show. Yes. Do we have our technical director online to talk about what's going to happen? Yes. So coming up on the next Real Presence Live on Wednesday, Jack and Doreen Kennelly will be hosting from the Fargo studio. And first, it is the season for gardening in sacred scripture. Monsignor Gregory Schleschelman from the Diocese of Fargo will be here to tell us more. Then Nikki Holsworth will talk about what gardening can teach us about our Catholic faith. And later, Deacon Mike McEwen from the Diocese of New Ulm will answer the question, should we pray for physical healings? All this and more coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Well, thanks, Rachel. So now, Rachel, am I understanding this that you're kind of in training a little bit? That is correct. Well, it seems like you're doing a great job. I think you could train Eli. Oh, well, I don't know about that. (laughs) Well, I do, though. So I've been working with Eli for years, and I think that you're just such a natural that I think that Eli could probably take some pointers. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. (laughs) So how how many shows have you done this for so far? Three. Three. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I think the training is all come to its conclusion. And, uh, and, um, Eli, Eli's, uh, he's a good teacher though. I realize yes. that. And so, um, uh, welcome to real presence live shows, Rachel. You. you did a good job. Thanks. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. So, um, uh, again, Cindy, there you go. Yes. It's a beautiful day here in Duluth, Minnesota. I know. Are you gonna be able to get outside? I'm hoping to. Yes. I have a very, very busy week. And... Uh, so do I. We have ordinations coming up. We have a diaconate ordination on Thursday. A priest graduation or, uh, tonight. And graduation. That we have a priest ordination on Friday, and then I'm preaching the first mass of the newly ordained priest on Saturday oh, you morning. Are. Yes. So this is that it, here or is that gonna, at cathedral? No, the, the his first mass is gonna be at St. John's, my f- former parish. Okay. So that'll be Saturday morning that I'm preaching. So I got a super crazy week as well. But uh, um but yeah, and so uh tis the season not only for graduations, but tis the season for ordinations. And so spring is um uh, the the time that um the church gets, uh, you know, blessed with new ordinands. And so the Diocese of Duluth, not only uh, priest, deacon, we also had our bishop that was just ordained a couple weeks ago. And so we're very grateful for that Fantastic. here in Duluth. And so, uh, and yep, we have graduation mass tonight for our eighth grade, Stella Maris. So we'll see the new bishop. Yes. So yeah, uh, it's been a great show. And so um, uh, we'll end with a little prayer of blessing. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this opportunity to be online with all of our listeners on Real Presence Live. And may Almighty God bless them all in their daily life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thanks, listeners, and till next time. Thanks again, Cindy. Thank you. Have a good day. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.